business in the 217 here. Trent Nelson. Are you having a good day today? Because that's important. But with that said, we have a wonderful guest on the program. It's his first time on this program. Certainly not his first time down to the studio. Certainly not his first time chatting about the things that we're about to. His name is Ryan McCready, and he is the CEO of the Springfield Sangman Growth Alliance. And how are you today, sir? I am great. It's been a great week for our community. I was going to say, you must have been a busy individual (laughs) this week because it's been outrageous the amount of, as you said, notable, important news that that has come out. Let's jump right into it. Let's talk about Abraham Lincoln Capital Airport and the new addition to the airport. We've heard so much recently about the subtractions from the airport. Right. But let's right. talk about yeah. what we're getting. Yeah. It's, it's so, you know, the. I think we can all agree that the passenger airline industry right now has really been in upheaval since COVID. COVID obviously hit, hit them hard. There's also a tremendous pilot shortage right now. So major airlines have assets that are sitting because there's not enough pilots. And because of that, airlines have had to make unfortunate decisions about service cuts to amongst a, a lot of places. And we have met with these airlines in partnership with the airport authority. And the first thing they say is basically it's like someone telling you don't take this personally, right? That, that's that's not, not what they say. That's a tenor of what they're saying. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> that's right. That's that's what it is. And so there have been there have been cuts in passenger air service for, for the airline. Now, that's for a couple of reasons. Obviously, the industry issues that are going on. But what else we know is that business travel has not rebounded back to pre-pandemic levels. So if you, you don't have to believe me, you can ask Google or whoever, and they'll, they'll tell you the same thing. That's businesses found a different way to do business that didn't require as much travel. Also, more of their employees are working remote, right? So they might be working remote, for example, closer to the customers than they are to the home office. That would reduce travel. So there's a lot of things out there. But what we know is as we came out of the pandemic, we all like going places. And we are going places now in record numbers. So the leisure family vacation travel sector is a market that has expanded tremendously. So the Growth Alliance worked with the airport authority and started running, looking at data, how much of that travels happening in what we call our catchment area. So our catchment area is basically central Illinois. So how many people, the people that live here, people that work here, where are they going most often? Guess what? We we know that. The data people know this stuff about us. They know where we're going, We know, and they know how you're getting there. And what we know is there are major destinations that are attracting a lot of our individuals to fly, and they're not flying out of Central Illinois. A lot of these folks are going to St. Louis. And those two attract those two destinations are Orlando International Airport and Tampa International Airport. So, using that data, we're able to talk to airlines like Breeze and say, "Look, we think that there's a market for your service here. Not only do we think that, we have data to show that." How can we work with you to start serving our residents to help them get to these desired destinations as quickly as possible and do it from our own community? That's where the collaboration starts between the airline, the growth alliance, and the airport. And when that collaboration happens, we get good things like we announced this week with direct service to Orlando International, or someone told me the real Orlando Airport, <laughs> and uh, Tampa International. We couldn't be more excited about it. Starting December 1st, the service starts here very soon. Absolutely brilliant innovation. Wonderful comments by both you and the mayor Mm -hmm. uh, on the innovation. And again, it is a matter of innovation, right? During the COVID pandemic, businesses innovated. 
They said right. we can get business done through video. We can move our individuals close. And now we have to play that dance. But I know that there was a special introductory rate even related to this innovation. So I believe that everyone is super excited. And we appreciate the hard work that the the Springfield Sangman Growth Alliance has done towards this end. Well, we thank you. And it's we know it's important if we want to keep a good quality of life in our community to have good passenger air service. Of course, we want people to live and work here. But we know that we all want a vacation somewhere where we don't live or work typically. So we need to have these good services, whether it's passenger air service, whether it's Amtrak rail service or seamless access to interstates, all those things make a difference. Uh, Breeze Airways is an up-and-coming airline. The other thing we looked at is, okay, if we have a direct flight, are citizens going to be crammed in there like a sardine? Or what's what kind of asset are you going to put in there? It's a nice, it's an Airbus 220-300. It's got 137 seats on there. They don't have first-class seats. They have nice, nicer, and nicest because this airline's tagline is seriously nice but these uh, those first class seats what they call the nicest are unlimited food and drink on the airplane including alcohol so if that appeals to you you can probably justify that i'm sure you'll be able to justify that ticket price for that flight down to orlando or tampa i'm sorry unlimited food and drink that's what the breeze representative said at the press conference and i checked on the website so we have it recorded he said it at the press conference (laughs) wonderful wonderful and again it is not just about as you noted business right it's about the people we need to get the people coming in and out seeing what a beautiful capital city we have here that reverse tourism we we sometimes think about our people going somewhere else But tourism is an enormous part of our economy here in Springfield, and we can make it a bigger part of our economy if we do things like this. People want to come. People will come to Springfield if it's easy to get here and affordable. These these give two great options to to come here from from Central Florida up to Springfield. So we couldn't be more excited. We believe that tourism is going to go both ways, and we'll be excited, happy to host it. Absolutely. We have such a marvelous place here that people, they just want to go for a bit, right? Go see something else and then come back and be able to realize, wow, this is really fantastic. I'm so glad I live here. Yeah, there's one other neat thing about the service that we didn't announce at the press conference because I've just learned it a couple days afterwards from a local citizen, is that there is a new high-speed express rail line called Brightline. That's operating in Florida. I think it starts today, maybe. And these are high-speed express trains from Orlando International Airport stopping in West Palm Beach, Fort Lauderdale, and Miami. So we don't have a flight to Miami, but you can fly to Orlando International, get an express train, and get down there in very short order and not have to deal with sitting in traffic. I mean, we've seen the traffic in Miami and some of those places. So you have access to this rail line, too. So not only can you go to Orlando and Tampa from Springfield, but now you can go to these other destinations, too. So if you have, if you have a cruise leaving out of Fort Lauderdale, Miami, hey, we, we got a way to get you there. Business in the 217 here. Trent Nelson, you heard it here first. There is some big stuff going on in terms of travel in Florida and with this new innovation between Abraham Lincoln Capital Airport and Breeze Airways, you'll be able to get there and just a hop, skip, and a jump. And and we could talk about this for multiple programs, yet, as Mr. McCready noted, we have had so many wonderful things happen this week, and Shields 
which we've heard from the city council debating for months, and we've heard it from, from every single individual who has any, any, any say in the matter. We have a groundbreaking now, do we not? Yes, we do. Wednesday morning, what a celebration. Hundreds of local individuals showed up to groundbreaking of the Shield Sports Complex at Legacy Point, and it's a great day to be there. I think the journey and what you go through during the journey makes the groundbreaking even more sweet. I woke up that morning thinking, I should be more excited about today. And I was excited, but I was also kind of at ease that, okay, you know, we got there. We got there. And when I say we, I mean the community. There's not a governmental body, bank, a, a private business in town that probably doesn't have something to do with the sports complex including our hotels in town. So the Springfield Hotel Lodging Association was an early supporter of the sports complex, and not many folks have talked much about what they did, but they agreed to a, a 1% increase, they agreed to increase the hotel motel tax 1%, and with that 1% going towards the sports complex. You know, that that's that 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 says something because they're they have to watch that tax rate because it can make their hotels uncompetitive. But they knew the benefit of it, and they stepped up. So just very unique things like that that happened to pull off this project and get it started. That is brilliant. It is long-sighted of that group because, right. of course, we have a complex that will attract people, mm-hmm. and they will not be camping outside. They will need a place to stay, <laughs> yeah, right. and and we are glad that we have yeah. such reasonable entities that understand that and, and want to promote all of these things. And, of course, as you just mentioned prior, as we were talking about Breeze Airways, of course, we think of tourism. When we right. think of means of, of, of getting money and getting attention. But we have many people here in Springfield who are going to love to frequent this complex uh, in beautiful Legacy Point with the Big Shield Superstore right there and all the right. wonderful food that's in that area. What can people expect who are from around these parts with this great outdoor program, an indoor program, I should say, as well. Well, this sports complex is not going to be like anything they've probably seen before, in a good way. It has eight multi-purpose turf fields, multi-purpose turf fields. So these are not eight baseball diamonds. They're not eight soccer fields. They're multi-purpose fields. You could do little kid baseball, softball, big kid baseball, softball, 400-foot fence baseball, soccer, lacrosse, whatever new sport we come up with next, like football. It's a turf field that will be striped and able to be accommodating to many different sports. That's that's different than a lot of sports complexes. Also, this sports complex will have an indoor facet to it that will be an inflatable dome. It will be the largest inflatable sports dome in the country when it is built. Wow. 190,000 square feet. So as a matter of perspective, we all know how big the Shield store is, physically is. It could sit inside that dome. That dome will be taller than that building and twice as long. So think about the size of that dome. I mean, that is enormous. And you'll be able to see that thing from wherever you are. You don't have to go to Texas for things to be bigger, all right? (laughs) Just go down to the Shields because that is outrageous. That is a massive store, and to think that it could fit inside of what is going to be built is simply incredible. But again, a testament to the vision of all of the partners, Shields, the community. We love sports in in this part of uh, the world. And, And to be frank, 
the whole earth loves sports <laughs> to some degree, right? So it makes sense that this is a really sound investment set to open in 2025, correct? That's right. The They're going to harvest the beans at the site this weekend, so they'll be able to start moving earth on Monday. You'll see the silt fence going up and all that activity happening right away. They'll be stretching the turf spring, summer of next year. There's a hope that they can have the dome up and ready to go by late 24. But 25 will be the year when you see them hosting the larger scale events uh, out of the site. The other thing is our citizens won't just be driving by looking at this thing. The innovative collaboration with Springfield Public School District 186 allows those students to utilize those facilities. So the school district has been you know, going through a massive facility investment, which is it's amazing. But one of the problems they have is having the room to develop the sports facilities they need for middle school sports. Guess what? Now they can utilize those facilities. That really made me happy because I don't want to see our community build something for everybody else to use. Now, of course, we want people to come here and spend money, and that's great. But I also want our community to enjoy it, too. So we get to have the best of both worlds. We get to have thousands and thousands of visitors come in and use it, but our own District 186 students get to be there. And we got to hear from a couple of them at the groundbreaking. They actually spoke at the groundbreaking, and that was way more exciting than listening no guy like me speak, right? <laughs> Listening to the to the student athletes express their excitement was it, it really made the day, and that is beautiful. Uh, we we love to hear the children speak. We love to hear them express themselves because, of course, it's cliche. They are the future. I mm-hmm. want to hear the future right now. I want to hear right. what the future's got to say because because they're so important. And just to piggyback off of the point you just made, of course, we want to bring in individuals, spend money, right? Economically, that's a that's a boon for everyone. Sure. Yet, culture doesn't necessarily always mean money, right? In making <laughs> sure that the children can enjoy these things that we believe they deserve to is a boon for the community in a serious way. And we're very, very thankful that the schools have access, will have access to all of this. Yeah, it was an innovative project in the way that it was structured and financed also. The, you know, we, the Growth Alliance was an early supporter of it. I met with these uh, developers my second day on the job three and a half years ago, Trent. So wow. that's how long I've been working on it. But the way this is structured is the tax dollars that go into it as an incentive for the developer. So the developer has to borrow, finance, build, and operate this facility before they start getting money back, getting reimbursed. So they have that profit motivation. They have to make it work first. I like also like that protection for my taxpayers. I'm not an elected official, but I'm a taxpayer here in this community, so it's me. Now, they get if, as the additional sales taxes come in, they get a portion of that rebated back to them to offset a portion of their cost. Sales taxes come from that development, and so they are. it has to be successful for them to get that money back. What else that does is if if you live in Springfield and you don't like that development and you don't want to support it, if you don't spend money out there, it doesn't go to help the development. We hope you will. It's not going to be a burden on your property tax bill. The one exception is the hotel motel tax that I talked about is citywide. Usually people who live in a city don't rent a lot of hotels in their own city. So, I mean, if for some reason you do run a hotel here, then my statement may not be seen as true. We, you know, it's not likely that we're going to be renting a lot of hotel rooms in our own town. So the structure of this provides protection to the taxpayers, and it makes the developer, Steve Luker and Dirk McCormick, who are amazing guys, and we appreciate their risk-taking and vision, but it makes them responsible for their own success, too. Business in the 217 here, Trent Nelson. 
Absolutely. And you know what? If we really need to rent a hotel in our own town, then maybe we might just consider it to be an extra gift That's to the community. <laughs> That's right. That is absolutely fantastic. And we, of course, thankful for um, the vision of the individuals as well as the collectives, uh, sure. everyone. It's Again, we could spend an entire episode thanking folks for their hard work. And you know what? We might one day do that. Uh, <laughs> but we will... We know how busy you are, sir. We will move on to part of what might be considered our final topic of the day. The city council is boogieing. They got stuff. They're always doing stuff. Since this is your first time on with us, it'd like to be known that when when Mr. McCready comes on, we will probably discuss some of the innovations (laughs) of that body. I know that this past Wednesday was a bit of a hectic meeting, but one of the shining bigger points, which of course will have pushback and pull forward from every angle imaginable is the agreement to uh, spend a bit of money to study the effects of converting the Dolman power plant. Right. And, of course, there are so many angles to look at this from, but we would like to hear what the Growth Alliance thinks if they're willing to put out a statement. It's a really good question. And one of the things I think is surprising to people when they learn about economic development, so attracting businesses, retaining our businesses, one of the things that not, isn't talked a lot about is access to reliable and affordable utilities, whether that's water, electric, or natural gas. It's very important for business. So when a business, let's say hypothetically, is looking to come to Springfield, build an operations facility, set up operations, they want to know they can run that facility for 40 years. Right. Right. The cost of construction. So over that 40 year life cycle of a building, the cost of construction is somewhere between 35 and 40 percent of the cost of those 40 years. Operations and maintenance, 60 percent. Right. What's a big component in operations and maintenance? Utilities. Every business uses a lot of something. It's either water, electric, or natural gas, or they produce a lot of runoff, which would be sanitary sewer, right? These are not sexy things, but it matters for business. When we see the city council take actions where they are looking down the road, what do we need to think about now to making sure we can have affordable and reliable electrical access, electricity, water, all these things are addressing? It's easy for us to say, why are you messing with this right now? It doesn't matter. What I tell people is it wasn't raining when Noah built the ark. Okay, and and, (laughs) so you have to be doing these things now because the utility industry, particularly the electric industry, is changing dramatically. Rapidly. And in Illinois, it's it's changing because Illinois deregulated their electric industry and natural gas industry a number of years ago. So what that means is that businesses and individuals in some parts of Illinois can choose who their supplier is for electric and natural gas. By doing that, it lowered the market rate for electric and natural gas. Now, CWLP customers right now don't don't do that because we have a municipally-owned utility. But my point is that the industry is going through an enormous change, and we cannot operate our own utility in a vacuum of that because it's all changing around us rapidly. And so I'm excited that the city is looking at this issue and saying, where do we need to be 25 or 30 years from now? It's going to be cheaper to figure it out now than it will be 25 or 30 years from now. And it's a sign to the business community that we have forward-thinking folks at the city government. Absolutely. And, of course, the innovation that took place concerning Dahlman is simply that a study is now being paid for to see if a conversion to natural gas from coal would be positive. Mm-hmm. And expedient, and I think no matter where you fall on that change, as you noted, sir, the 
forward thinking to say, well, we have to do something. Right. We, if it's right. not going to be this, it might be this. But if it's not that, we have to keep thinking. And that is all you can ask for from your government at any level. Right is to keep yeah. in mind what we might have to experience in the future. Might need a boat to hold some animals. Right, right. that's right. Yeah, it's easy to say, "Oh, another study." I, I get that. You know, I was a city official for for you know almost twenty years, city and county official for almost twenty years, and you do take a lot of criticism for that. But a couple of things to think about is when you start looking at and forward planning to address an issue you know is coming sometime in the future. It seems to me that the earlier you start start working on it, the more options you have to solve it. But as you get closer to the deadline date, right? There aren't always seems like a lot of those options fall away. And so the sooner you look at it, the more paths you had to potentially take. I was a city manager in Decatur and started trying to tackle a water supply issue that existed over there for 50 years. Of course, the years I start working on it, it's raining like hack. And uh, people are like, why are we doing this? Why are we spending this money? Whatever. When we finally figured out what the solution was and what we were going to do, we had a historic multi-year drought over in Decatur. You could walk across Lake Decatur, literally walk across it. I had I shut down every car wash in town. We had major businesses on water restrictions. Couldn't water your grass. People were getting $250 tickets for water in the yard, washing their car at home. Serious situation. If we would have waited to look into the problem that day when it happened, we would not have been ready to solve it going forward. What we did is we did a $95 million dredging of Lake Decatur, increased the water supply by 30%. Great. The solution was ready to go. And John Maxwell said one of his laws of leadership is laws of timing, the law of timing. When we needed that vote to adjust the water rates to pay for that work was during the drought. And I honestly believe that the fact that we were in a sense of urgency there, that it helped get that. And so what's funny is the day after the city voted to take all these big actions, it rained two and a half inches. (laughs) 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 The day after, literally, that's true. I mean, the day after, mayor came to my office, he was soaking wet. Walked in and he's like, I am so glad you had that vote on the agenda last <laughs> night. Like something you'd see in a movie, you know? Right, right. I mean, a might be considered a sign to some folks, right? <laughs> that is that. No, but that is absolutely that yeah. is absolutely brilliant. And again, it's we have to be brave. We have to say, well, I think this is necessary and important. And we rely on that not only from our business leaders, from our community or political government leaders, but we rely on that from our activists, from our community to say, well, I right. like this. I don't like this. I'm worried about this. Well, can we do it a different way? These, This is important. And again, we appreciate your work in Decatur as much as we appreciate your work here. Yeah. Sir. Yeah. We're, I'm so excited to be back in my hometown and get to do what I do every day. And that passion, uh, we should all be so lucky to have. Life is nothing without passion. Business in the 217 here. Trent Nelson with Ryan McCready of the Springfield Sangamon Growth Alliance. He's taking some wonderful time to chat with us about Springfield's newest airline, what will be the largest inflatable dome, I guess, <laughs> in the country. Right. Outrageous. The Dolman power plant scenario and situation. And to be frank and honest, we could speak with him for an hour, but we will let him go. Sir, thank you so much for coming down and spending some time with us. We appreciate it. Thank you, and and thank you so much for helping us get the word out on important things happening in Springfield. We appreciate that, but it is all our responsibility to, to help one another, and we're happy to do so. Business in the 217 here. Trent Nelson, go out and enjoy the community. Go ahead and enjoy what we all for to exist.